Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today we are talking about building influence as a leader. Mm, yeah, so we really wanted to start this episode by talking about leadership. And I guess a few years ago, I would have been really, I guess, not interested in that word, being like mm-hmm. leadership. What is that? You know, you hear it all the time, um, but everyone is a leader. And I'm really only just coming to this sort of like realization over the last maybe 12 to 24 months of being like, well, who is a leader? What is What does it take to be a good leader and not just lead others? And, you know, how do we, how do we influence others in a positive way, I guess, with our own power and knowledge and skill set? So, mm. you know, what does leadership mean to you, Danny? Yeah, I suppose it means to set a standard, really, um, but then also have that influence over others. And I love that you said in a positive way, because we'll discuss later on, there are ways that you can influence people for good and bad. Um, Mm. But, you know, we're all about the good on this podcast. So to influence people in a positive way. Uh, When I was younger, I never thought I'd, you know, strive to be a leader. I think it's innate, like everyone has a little bit in them, but some stronger than others. I knew from a young age that I did want to be a leader, but then I lost that as I got a bit older and a bit awkward. Um, But then it came back again in full force. So I've definitely had phases of wanting to stand out, then heavily wanting to blend in and just do what other people told me to. But then now it's a complete 180. And I love um, being the first to try something that other people have not done. And then I Mm. notice like other people sort of following along in a nice way, whether it be family, whether it be followers um, on Instagram. Yeah, it's been an interesting ride. But Mm. yeah, that's that's the course of my uh, upbringing. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I really resonate with that. Like in school, in high school, I definitely just wanted to blend in, you Mm. know, like I had thick thighs. I hated it. Like I'd wear long skirt because of it. Like you just, you don't want to stand down. Mm. Right. And then I feel like as you go through your twenties, your later twenties, you sort of figure out who you are and you sort of like grow into your um, point of difference, so to speak. And that becomes like, a big component in how you lead and influence, you know, Mm. when you can wear those sorts of things proudly and sort of be like authentically yourself in your own space, that's what a leader is. And like, to me, leadership is not an authority figure. It's leadership is in everyone, you know, like if you're a sister, if you're a parent, if you're a Mm. teacher, you know, it doesn't have to come from like a negative like place and not that authority is negative, but Mm. I'm saying I guess bad stigma sometimes can make people think that leadership is like dominating. Mm. And I think that's perhaps the way I used to think of leadership until most recently. Yeah, that's an interesting way to to look at it, to be honest, as you mentioned, whether you're a sister or anything like that. I think a lot of people think of leaders being, you know, there's one dictator and then like thousands of of people saying, yes, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, whatever. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting that to look at it that way. I feel like we do all have different levels. Some people love just being told what to do. And that's Mm. so fine. But I feel like a lot of our followers would be that leader because we're all very, um, there are a lot of dominant personalities that listen to our podcast and um, it depends what level you want to look at it. So I suppose from our point of view, 
Um, it's really about, you know, using our skills and we've been putting ourselves out there for so long now and sort of being the first to do things amongst our peers and, and amongst people. And I suppose that does give us, you know, leadership qualities as well, mm. being the first to do something and always being different. If I start to blend into people too much, now I go, okay, how do I be different? What can I do mm. that no one's done? And I think mm. that's qualities of a leader. <clears throat> Yeah, perfect. What you just said there, like leadership qualities. Mm. And that's really what we're going to elaborate on today. Like what are some of those qualities that allow a leader to be influential, Mm. right? Because I feel like a lot of people want to lead. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have those leadership qualities, right? And there's definitely ways to develop those or lean into them more so. Um, Mm. Like leadership really requires on like a greater level, like someone who has like a high performance or like a high achiever mindset, you know, because you actually generally want to help others. You actually want to lead the herd. You actually want to show a different way of doing things yep. and that's not a selfish or it can be. You know, I guess it can be from a vain point of view. And that's how people, I guess, abuse that sort of power and manipulate. That's the word that comes to my mind is like manipulate or belittle people to Mm. be right rather than get it right. And you see that so often in the fitness space. It's people just want to be right or be known or be this bigger person rather than help others and help the industry get it right or lead from a good place. Um, And that comes to that quote that, um, what's his name, Simon? Simon Sinek? Yes, that's the name. I never say it right. So there are only two ways to influence human behavior. You can manipulate it or you can inspire it. Mm. And I think that is just so true because Mm. when you think about who are the most influential people in my life, you know, I think of like my parents, to be honest, and I think of like one of my best girlfriends and I don't really think of like my Fitzbo. Like I I think of different people. So when you ask yourself those sorts of questions, you know, it's interesting to think about why you perceive them as so influential. Yeah, really good. And that's an awesome uh, time to give yourself space to reflect on that. You know, do they often for me, if I see someone that, that I want to be led by, they often have qualities that I feel like I haven't got yet, but really want to aspire to. So that's what I sort of look like, as long as they're coming from a place that aligns with my values as well, and a place of authenticity for sure, mm. rather than, um, you know, that manipulation, you know, you, you kind of think of like the used car salesman. I don't know. I just think of that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've seen that you've been watching The Simpsons as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, oh the guy God. that sells all the used cars and, you know, trying to manipulate him into buying it and, and all of that. I think that's, um, you know, you do still get that out there, but there's no need. And it, it mm. does come down to our first point being communication. Mm. What I've learned over my time is the best way to get a result Uh, is to actually listen to people rather Mm. than speaking the loudest. That's what really resonates. Give the person that you want to get an outcome from space to actually share their opinion and their views and then hold that space through listening rather than trying to talk over them. It's very powerful. It sure is. And silence is often one of the best things that you can say back, right? When you can leave silence, people come to their own decisions and their own realizations and Mm -hmm. they experience things and share that in the way that they experience it you're not influencing their answer right and that's what you you don't want to do you want to be like well that's you don't want to be like well that's wrong you know Mm -hmm. um and that that is so important that communication element because it doesn't matter what you know if you can't actually like communicate to someone else in a digestible way so they can use that 
knowledge and be able to apply it to their own situations and their current level of, I guess, expertise. Yeah. Um, what's that? Fa- what's that famous quote? And it's something about like if you can't simplify it enough, you don't know it well enough. You know yourself. Yeah, we've said that um, a few times, but I think we say it differently every time. But we, <laughs> yeah, we have to know it well enough to be able like to talk to a five-year-old type thing. Like, mm. um, and I think it is important that you know we can know what the person might need, but if they don't have that realization then you won't get the outcome. I can tell someone, well, you need to up your protein intake, blah, blah, blah. But if they don't know why or if they don't feel that they need to, they're not Mm -hmm. going to. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like on that movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, where they, I don't know if any, I I just love that movie, maybe because it's Greek Easter in two days. (laughs) um, I'm just on on my mindset there. But um, where they want to um, influence the the grandpa but then they do it in a way that makes them think that it's his idea and then they mm. get the result rather than saying we need to do this they sort of ask questions listen listen and then he's like ah oh, I've got an idea and it's exactly what they wanted um, so that's a brilliant example of that you know mm. ask questions and again it's not manipulating because they come up with the idea so they want yep. to do it yeah, and that's that's how it works. I use that a lot um, when I'm with clients or even friends just to allow people to feel heard but then get a result rather than just yelling at someone and arguing mm. and, and auto- automatically they put their guard up. Mm. So Absolutely. There's a way to go about it, yeah. Yeah, Mo- and that's that's been a huge realisation coaching for me. Mm. Like people think that they need sets, reps and macros and numbers. They don't. Like it's so much deeper than that. Mm. And the way that we get behavioral change is on a communication, human to human interaction standpoint. Um, but like there's huge reasons why people don't achieve their goals. It's got usually nothing to do with work ethic, discipline. Like it may for some people, but for a lot of people that just can't break through that, a really good coach or someone really good at communicating can help you break through those barriers and come to those realizations yourself as well without telling you the answers because they don't know them like we don't know them like you have to tell us as coaches Mm. of what's actually going on so having someone really influential to guide you through that um, and sort of understand the way that you're thinking can be really powerful to habit change yeah, for sure, for sure. And then if you can't come up with the realisation yourself, that's when you ask questions and get the answers. Mm. Um, but for a more long-term approach, that's where the education comes into it. You know, mm. you and I with our, our coaching, we want to educate people rather than just spoon-feed the answers. We mm. are there to help answer questions, but then we create a space, again, with that holding space for your guys' questions just to come up with solutions yourself. Mm. I love it now when my um, clients are sort of like, oh, I had this pain, so I tried this, this, and this activation first, and I got back under the barbell. And it's like, yes, that's awesome. You know, that's that's problem solving. Exactly. And that's what it's about, to be able to want the people that we're leading um, to be able to problem solve themselves Mm. and not feel insecure that people – um, you know, we'll work out all our secrets or, you Absolutely. know, like you and I, we want to bring people up with us. Like mm-hmm. that's, we're mm-hmm. so passionate about that. And that leads perfectly into like the second point there, which is teaching people how to think, mm. right? Like there is no secret way of doing stuff. You know, there's, there's multiple ways to do things. And that is so invaluable. That skill of understanding reasons as to why we do things. Yep. For example, like something I'm really big on being like, cool, you don't have a hack squat. Tell me what you would replicate that with. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
there's always multiple ways. It can't be like, I don't have this. I can't do that. You know, no, 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 no. Like take a step back or, okay, cool. You're going away for a week. How are we going to troubleshoot this? Like, what are you going to do? What's the best thing that you can do right now to replace what you're currently doing? And it's problem solving, you know, it's guiding a way of thinking rather than doing. And that's, is the art of like coaching. That's what you pay mm. someone for who has more experience than you to be able to give you that perspective. Yeah. And I think it's so cool when you hang out with people, I guess, a bit wiser or like a few years um, more senior than you and they've just got that way of thinking mm. that you're like, wow, it's very dynamic. It's a bit different to the way I think. Um, yep. Having those sorts of mentors and people in your life, like hugely invaluable to upskilling the way that you think too. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting. I mean, a lot of the questions that we ask, and we've spoken about this before, people kind of want one answer or the best way. And we've said many times that there's no best way. Uh, So it's important as a leader to be able to communicate like the fundamental principles for any situation rather than um, just one answer, because there's more often than not in our industry, there's not just one answer. You know, if we're talking about mathematics and I don't know, geography or something, yes, there's one answer, but then with our way of thinking and what we do, there are fundamental principles that operate on a case by case. So I still have a lot of, you know, even trainers ask, okay, well, what's the best way for this? What, what do I do when that muscle's tight? Why do I have this pain? Well, there's not one answer and it's not a cop out on our end saying it depends all the time. Like it depends. You have to assess someone as an individual and then that'll get your answer there. So more people need to realize don't panic guys. There's not just one answer. It's okay. Um, Just learn fundamental principles. Yeah. And I used to think there was one answer, you know, Mm. I used to get frustrated by that response. It depends. Mm. And, you know, it's just the part of me that sort of when people say it depends and they don't elaborate, like, tell me what it depends on. Mm. And that's again, a way of thinking when you ask those questions. And I think that has to come with it too. Like you actually have to be curious, you know, if you're, you just want the answers, you're never going to learn. If all you want is the answer, then you'll never progress because there's always like there's progression in everything we do. And if you don't start learning about that progression and what that looks like and, and what things do matter and do depend, you'll never really be independent at doing that yourself. And for some people, that's okay. You know, this is why some mm. people just have a PT for the rest of their life. They just want to come in and do yep. squats and go home and whatever. But if you're someone who actually wants to like, no, no, I really want to understand how to program for myself or I really want to understand how to, you know, control my own maintenance calories and do that sort of stuff. You actually have to be curious and invested in like educating yourself on the way of thinking rather than answers. Yeah, nice, nice. Because you do get people who don't work in the fitness industry and they spend all their day thinking and and leading other people in other elements, whatever they are specializing in, and they go, you know what, I just want someone to count my reps for me. I don't want to put the brain power in. And that's so fine. So you can apply this to any situation. Always we bring it back to fitness because that's what we do. But everything we say can be applied to any uh, situation but it just reminds me of in school where you try to learn well I would the like the one answer of the multiple choice or rather than again learning the principles behind the question I would 
you, um, memorize the practice exams because often they would put yep. the same. An- Bless those teachers that did that. Thank you. All of the above. All, all, all of the above. You, all of the you above. always knew. You're like, come on, Miss B. Yeah. Once you put that in, it's always that. Yeah, and you know, and like I would literally rather memorize like what the question was or the principles. I'd memorize A, D, B, blah, 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 and visualize what, what I highlighted. Mm. And that was great for the exam. But then as soon as I left the exam, game over. I wouldn't bloody know anything. Um, so, yeah, what was that again? That's, that was my tangent on, yeah, learn the fundamentals. No, but in saying that, multiple ants would always trip me up because <laughs> I would overthink everything. So I am 100% a way of thinking. So I'd be like, but it could be if it yeah. depends on this, you know, and then the A oh, could be true. Right. Perfect example as like when you're a midwife, you have to do this thing called Ranskog. And basically um, all midwives uh, or anyone involved in maternity, so obstetricians, like everyone has to do this one test. It's exactly the same, no matter your qualification. Mm. Um, and you get ranked, like you have to get a certain score to work in like birth suite in different departments. Um, and I would always flop out on the multiple choice and then <gasps> nail the advanced questions. And they were, like, they were like, you, like your intermediate stuff's like you failed bad, but you you got your obstetricians level in reading that CTG. Like what's going on? And I'm like, it's just my, you know. And then I'm like, I'm just overthinking everything. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what multiple choice does to you. It's I sort of like that. you sit down and you're like, oh, maybe it's A. Maybe it's C. Maybe it's all of them. Can I colour them all in? You know what's the worst? When they put like half right answers in half the options and then like half of it's right and then the other and then they mix it up or change the order. Oh, Oh, I haven't done one of them in so long. You see, it's like all of a sudden you're going D, 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 D. You're like one of them can't be right. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot about all that stuff. I had so much fun for our seminars coming up. I got to write um, multiple choice questions for the first time and it's actually oh. quite challenging mm. to actually write the exam so my hat goes off to teachers yep yeah well, I just made some like funny as well I don't know. yeah I, I would too. yeah you got to um but I won't tell it on here people in the answer not that everyone's coming but anyway <laughs> tangent again <laughs> teaching people how to think but what I wanted to ask you okay so this podcast is called building influence as a leader what are your thoughts on influences on Instagram are they leaders just because just because you're a leader doesn't mean you're a good leader. So I think as Ooh. well, like there are a lot of people who lead um, or have influence, but I don't necessarily think that it's a good thing either. Yeah. And I think that's really important. We need to identify who the good influences in our life are. We've all had that group of friends where it's like, fuck, keep hanging out with you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to go down the right pathway. And yeah. we've all been influenced. So I think it's just, it's just about really you having that level of awareness and stepping back and being like, who's influential and who's making impact, you know, and who do yeah. I actually want to learn from? Who's spreading a positive message who is an advocate and a role model for mm. communicating, teaching me how to think, challenging me to grow and leading the way? True. Who is Rather someone than that buy I buy my product? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Giving solution, right? Mm. Fix, quick fix. Mm. This is the way the world works. Mm. And it's like, I told myself I wouldn't get worked up in this. Nah, but- that's why I asked the question. I knew it would trigger you. <laughs> God damn it, Danny, you know me too well. Um, but, you know, I also don't 
blame society because this is the way it is. And I think Mm. a lot of people like, and I love Brene Brown's work for this, but she also highlights a lot of people who shame others in certain areas actually have the most amount of insecurity in that field. So for example, like if you're seeing ego really come out about freaking, I don't know, barbell squats and people attacking certain things, they usually have the most around uh, amount of insecurities in those areas or topics. Mm. They're triggered. They're hot and angry. They're reflexing. Like they're pulling that up. Whereas someone who steps back and goes, cool, for who and what for? You know, that's the way of teaching, a way of thinking. And that's someone Mm. that I would want to take leadership from. That's someone I would happily be influenced from. Mm. So, you know, I think it's, it's such a deeper level because everyone loves influence. Everyone loves to feel wanted and needed and, and it's survival. It's survival. It's how Mm. we like lead a herd. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we just have to be selective as to who we are influenced by. Yeah. So I really think that there's a difference between a, between a leader and an influencer then, mm. I suppose, just for the sake of our podcast. I agree. Yeah. I mm. just think leaders need to have influence. Yes. But influencers don't need to have leadership qualities. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Actually, yes. Yep. <laughs> we stayed on <laughs> it. I hope everyone stayed on that one. We got there. Don't ask us to repeat it. You know, I've been, thinking, I think been thinking about it a lot because yeah. I'm like, you know, I get asked every time in my Q&A box, who do you look up to? And mm. do you know what? I have a really hard time answering that mm. because when I think about the people who influenced me or who do influence me, they're not like influencers. Do you know what I mean? And it sort of made me think about, well, what are the qualities of the people that have been really influential in my life um, that have sort of allowed me to change who I am and change the way that I think and the way that I do things? Yeah, Um, I love that. And it reminds us of our chat that we had when we were up in the Gold Coast saying that um, you never grew up putting posters of people on the wall. Like where I did, my whole wall was covered in posters of, you know, singers and people in movies. Backstreet Boys. Oh, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> what, he, um, what was his name? Aaron Carter and Jesse McCartney, the blondies. My change in men have completely changed that I've grown up, but I used to love them. I was obsessed. Um, you know, the Veronica's. Anyway, all of those people, movies, people from Twilight. Oh, I'm just having too much fun rattling all these off. But... It's interesting because I got sucked into, you know, the teen pop type thing of being like influencers. I only, I don't know why now putting them up on my wall, whereas my real influences, as you said, parents, but you don't really want to picture your parents on your bedroom wall. But But did those posters influence anything in you? I don't know. They're just nice to look at. They reminded me of what I didn't have. (laughs) Now I think about it. They're pretty to look at like a lot of influences. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're conditioned from a young age, Mm. I think. Mm. Interesting. I'm tripping Mm. out because we didn't really pre-plan this. You've had time to think about this because you came up with the idea, but I'm having the realisations live on air. So this is interesting. Very good. Yeah. I think just like, you know, that's just the way that things have changed though. Like you might've put up the Veronica's on your wall and now it's, you've got your Fitzbo's, you know, it's just the way that like the world's changed in the way that we actually consume content and the way that people can become influential as Mm. well. So Mm. I don't think like influences, like a lot of people rag on influences and I hate that. 
I absolutely hate that with the passion. Like if someone wants to put themselves out there and like share their products and do whatever they want to do, like, and they're passionate and they love it and they come from a good place, let them go. Yeah. not a thing that like people do that as a job and it's 2021 of course they do we used to do that shit yeah of course we've we all started doing protein that. powder everyone starts yeah. like that so mm-hmm. i don't think it's fair to sort of put influencers into a basket either mm-hmm. which i see all the time and i'm like well you know maybe she's making six figures who's laughing yeah yeah exactly right people are probably jealous as you said earlier we get triggered by things that we um have insecurities about so mm. um it's interesting i suppose there are ways to hold your authority as an influencer i mean you wouldn't want to use products that you genuinely don't believe in uh you don't want to change products too often because it doesn't look consistent it's kind of like Mm. okay you're a bit of a sellout Um, you don't want to overdo the posting but I suppose different people have different contracts and things Mm. but just be mindful of all of that there's definitely ways to to be a a good influencer for sure Mm. but it always comes down to being authentic because people can now really read through it or see Mm. through it more often Mm. than not anyway but people are starting to catch on because it's more common you see it all the time now Mm. Well, I actually think the reason why that's so true now, this authentic authentic thing is being able to read it, is just the way that social media has changed. Mm. You know, we have stories, we have reels, we have, you know, obviously written text, norm posts and carousels and podcasts. And mm. if you're a fake, it's so easy to read that in body language, tone of voice, facial yep. expression. Um, and I just think that's the way things have changed. Like yeah. you can't just take a stationary photo and post once and build like trust in people. You have to connect with people on different ways Mm -hmm. and to connect with people on different ways, you really got to show who you are. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, Yeah. show who you are as an individual amongst the world of, you know, people trying to blend in and look exactly the same. And I think it's beautiful now that people's individuality is becoming like a popular thing, like be you, which is amazing. Mm. Um, But I still model other people and qualities in other people that I, um, I won't really say look up to, but if they, if people have qualities that I wish to have, I still model what they do. Like that's what a, having a mentor is or mm. a coach, mm. you know, they're doing something that you want, whether it be how they train or, you know, business wise, it's important to still model people that you um, mm. aspire to be like, Absolutely. but then pick and choose little parts because you can never fully be one other person. It's impossible. Mm, absolutely role modeling the way is like one of the other I guess oh I keep uh, jumping ahead the notes no I love it <laughs> okay it's exactly, exactly right like yeah. role, we are all influenced whether you like it or not okay mm-hmm. I want you to realize right in a book I was listening to it was like when you drive down the street I want you to recognize every single piece of advertisement articles branding that you notice yeah i'm like everywhere everything is advertisements everything is influenced and Mm. you know people know how to use this to manipulate us coca-cola like all these brands they know okay three seconds you know people Mm. know how to actually engage and get an audience going and this is when that other way of thinking is going to come about but it's not a bad thing either it's the way it is we're humans it's what it is yeah, we all have to have role models around us that have, like share those values and those boundaries as well to be able to, you know, replicate the way that we do things. Mm, um, mm. In saying that, like there's someone that comes to mind, I won't name him, but oh. there's someone that comes to mind for me that 
so knowledgeable, like incredible knowledge, but he's a complete dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Eugene, if anyone's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> but there's, this, there's this like influential person and he has all the knowledge in the world, but I would never promote his stuff because I don't agree with his core values. So yeah, I think you get that, don't you? They could be saying the best things in the world and be right, but it, as to use your words, if they're a dick, you don't want to support their things. No, exactly. Because people don't buy what you do. They buy who you are. And yeah. that's important by Simon. And I think that just resonates. Simo, he's getting a lot of shout outs. I'll have to reread replaced, his books. He's Start replaced Gary Beck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sim. Literally, that, that's when I was like, yeah, wow. Like, I don't care how much you know. If you're a douchebag, I won't support you. Yeah. And that's the way that's it's it's more than fine to think that. This is why a lot of people can, I guess, um, fall into traps from influencers that are selling rubbish as well. Because you mm. learn to trust them. Yeah. Right? And that's that's the way the world works. Like the more like trust that you can build with people, again, that positive way of influencing, mm. you know, the better the outcomes. If this guy was had great values and was actually um, you know not a dick. <laughs> I would, I would promote him. I would be like, mm. yep, this is great. But that moral inside me is like, no, I can't share that because I don't yeah. support who you are as a person. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. I mean, we can, and this is the the next point that we kind of, I skipped over, but challenging people to grow, but not in a way that's egotistical and, um, you know, similar to this person, I actually don't know who you're talking about, um, would, you know, challenge people, but in a way that's like that fight response that you don't want. You want to challenge people by asking questions, but not in a condescending way. Like, oh, do you mind telling me a little bit more about that? Or do you mind explaining i love it when you know we love it when our clients ask us questions oh do you mind um you know explaining why this sequence is like this or and then they learn and then they grow and and vice versa we challenge them oh hey do you mind explaining why you've done it like this and then they go actually i think i can do that a little bit better Mm. so yeah there's ways to do it and you do want to challenge people there's nothing worse Mm. um than just agreeing with everything because i would i would hate that as well if if Mm. you just agreed with everything i said or you know your partner or your parents cool but you don't learn anything you Mm. don't grow it's like Mm. stop giving me participation medals all the time Exactly. Mm. One of my favorite um, like growth coaching questions is, um, oh, would you do would you do anything differently next time? Mm. I love that question. Nice. Such a great question for when people are like, oh, like I had such a shit day, or I did this, or this happened. Or, oh, yeah. Like you know, would you do anything differently? And people all of a sudden reflect and they go, you know, next time it, again, like growth mindset helps them sort of mm. think of the positives, think of the solution rather than the problem that's happened that you can't change. Think about the things that you could do differently next time. It's so interesting because people just fix their own problems. Again, then you sit there for five minutes and listen. Um, They come to their own solutions and that is challenging people to grow, like challenging to be resourceful with their own resources in themselves. Um, And we do that to each other as well. Like there's so many times where like we've pulled each other up on our own BS. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been like, Danny, like, you know, actually let's do it like this or, you know, Mm. have you thought about it like that? Or, you know, 
we're, we're really good at doing that. And we need people that aren't scared to step on our toes when we're yeah. not pulling weight or doing things. Yeah. Cause that's what true leadership, friendship, that's what that is. Um, mm. and, and it's up to you to recognize the relationship you have with the person and at what level you can do that yeah. um, or whether to say something or whether to not, but in the term of leadership, it's very much needed for sure. Teaching yeah. people how to think. Yeah. Who's had their ass kicked in by a boss? Do you know what I mean? Like who's oh, had been told someone like, oh, Sherelle, it's not like you. And you're like, mm. it's not, it's mm. not, you know, and it's those influential moments and people that actually change our practices and the way that we do things. Cause we're like, you know what? That isn't me and I can do better. Yeah. And that's like a high achiever and a high performer. That is the way they will think of that. Not oh, like, you know, deflected and sort of like, yeah. you know, re- it's like grow no growth mindset if you've got Mm. that way of thinking you will step up because you don't want to you remember what that feels like and one of the worst things that we hate doing is disappointing others especially in leadership and authority that we respect yeah I think if you know one it's so important not to abuse that power so Mm. important right because if you're in that like authority position and say to someone your little sister you know or your staff like that's not like you, I'm disappointed. Those things scar. So it's like a bit of a way of being like challenging people to grow in like a nurturing positive way as well. Yeah, and and just reflecting on the bosses. Oh, I'm so glad that we're our own boss now. But, um, <laughs> you know, I've had bosses that have yelled at me as a young yeah. kid and that that's just not a way to get your point across. Like yeah. it's about, you know, yes, you can say you're disappointed in someone, but I respond better and I feel sort of worse if someone does it in a nice way, mm. like just in a, in a way of um, yeah, you're questioning. Whereas if I'm getting, if I would get blasted, yeah, exactly. You kind of arc back up. So that's yeah. not a way you have to put your ego aside. And yes, people are allowed to feel anger. They're allowed to feel any emotion. I'm not saying any emotions bad but for the sake of our podcast if you want to get a result it cannot mm-hmm. come from that fight part no, like not if you want to do it well no way yeah. yeah again yeah it just can't and to me mm. it's common sense even from a psychology standpoint like negative reinforcement or punishment is the least effective way to get behavioral change positive reinforcement like reinforcing someone and and provoking that sort of dopamine surge and they're oh this feels good i do it again repeat the behavior that hamster on the wheel you know Mm -hmm. and that's the way rather than punishing which sometimes feels better for us to release adrenaline and anger right like if you're pissed off at someone and you want to yell at them you know, because it feels good and naturally you want to get that release, <laughs> scream into a pillow and then, you know, eat humble pie. I used to do that as a kid, scream What's into that? the pillow. I still do it. <laughs> <laughs> let good. That's oh. the good thing about training as well. You can let out that testosterone, yeah. like that anger. It's that yeah. sometimes you have to tap into it. Like you just oh. think of something that happened 20 years ago that you've, you've gotten over. Like it's not even a thing, but it's like, oh, I'll just think of something really angry before I do this lift. Yeah, I always come home in a better mood after I train, always. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah, and then role modelling the way which we did touch on earlier. So we kind of, yeah, we spoke about being relatable and having that connection mm. with people rather than just um, posting one thing and then expecting an outcome when they haven't really connected. So, you know, showing your struggles. And we're very open with the lessons that we've had along the way and where we're struggling and, you know, where we're uh, doing well. And it just makes us seem like real people. 
Yeah. I think that relatability is a huge factor in role modeling, right? Mm. Because people want to be led by people that they relate to, that they feel like, oh, if she can do that, I can. You know, like if, if there's hope there, then, you know, she started from that, then maybe I can too, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what people want to relate to. Um, you know, we look at some, I guess, celebrities and things like that. So unattainable to, for us to even be like, well, what's the point of following yeah. if you're never going to get to. And mm-hmm. I think sharing your struggles is something that so many people shy away from. They go, oh, I don't want to show my skin today. It's so bad. Or, Mm. oh, I don't want to show my shitty training session today because it's not perfect and people think I'm strong. Or, you know, Mm. I don't want to show my my depression or my PMS or my anxieties because, you know, I feel shame and embarrassment. And a lot of the times, like when we can actually share those things, one, we can help let go of them because it's not this secret brick wall we're hiding behind. Mm. But two, you know, like I've had multiple times where I've done, shared a lot of those things and I've been like, inundated with messages of being like me too and I think those two words like me too it's so powerful and Mm. that's what actually makes you a leader and a role model yeah that connection that community and relatability and it's interesting because from what you said often we look at celebrities to be unattainable yet you still have people making wanting to I'll post when it's perfect or when my hair's perfect when my makeup's perfect but Mm. then and then from the other side, you look at it to not be attainable kind of thing. So it's like, well, why do we have that? It, it doesn't really make sense. But it comes with practice as well, you know. Yeah. I think as well, like, you know, I've definitely thought about that. Well, why is this sort of like airbrushed figure still rewarded in society as perfection? And I think mm. that or why do we even strive towards that when we even know that perfection is not the most efficient way or realistic way that you know, we can actually become better. And I think it, it, it just must be like a neurological level of being like, well, it's a physical attraction thing, I suppose. Exactly. Like when Mm. I see a photo, when I actually see a photo that is so airbrushed, I can't see one pore on her face. Mm. I'm, I'm disengaged. I'm like, no, like to me, that just shows more insecurities and I wouldn't take them fishing. That's all I can think. Yes, we're back. <laughs> you wouldn't um, take them fishing. Yeah, mm. but and I guess, you know, to some people that's that's authentically themselves. That's how they show up. And it probably feels that way to me because that is would be so inauthentic to me. Yeah. Um so I think it's about leaning in the way that for some people, like they they love that style and that glitz and glam and perhaps heavy editing and filters all the time. And I don't know, like everyone's themselves. But for me, like it's just that relatability aspect and whether, um, you know, I can really connect with them on that next level and sort of be like, you know, would I be friends with you? Cause that, Mm. that's my herd. That's who you want to surround yourself with. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, and as you were sort of speaking about that, I was reflecting and, and saying, what I relate to is not, or what I appreciate is not really the end result, but the process in order to get there. Mm -hmm. So for example, someone with the shredded six pack, if I know that they had to punish themselves to get there, I would not appreciate the end result Mm -hmm. like what I would if someone did it in a healthy way. Yeah. So if someone had like airbrushed looking skin and it was real because they ate well, they blah, 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 um, 
then yeah, appreciate it. But mm. then if you know that it's fake or they've, you know, done something detrimental to their health, which goes against one of my core values, I will mm. not appreciate the end result. Yeah. I just realized that. Mm. Yep. And I, this is so funny because I was saying this to Luke the other day, I went for a walk and I said, because I was watching someone talk about as coaches, people buy a result from you. You know, you hear that all the time. People mm-hmm. are buying a result. They're buying a result, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're buying a feeling that they think mm-hmm. they're going to get from that result. They're buying a feeling. And sometimes that result, sometimes they get the feeling before that result. Sometimes yep. they realize it's not that result that they want. Yep. I see this all the time in my coaching, like sort of people coming in thinking that they want perhaps a six pack or a show physique or something. And then once I take them through the way I do things and connect them with another community and show them better ways of feeling mm-hmm. um, or training, for example, mm-hmm. um, or just enjoying their body at all stages, yeah. they, you know, they can come to their own realizations and it just, it let me think it's like, actually, no, our job isn't to starve people to get the result. Mm. Our job is to show them a way that they can feel the best that they can. And that's with everything that you buy, read and do. It's a feeling you're after. So before you sort of like jump on something like a product or invest in something, like what is the feeling that you're getting from that? Yeah, because people people don't want to buy the process, but it's the process that yields those feelings deep mm. down, really, like if it's a good process. So you can't really put the process in the advertising. So mm. they always just put the end result. But you really need to look into, okay, what, what do I have to do to get there? Does mm. it align with my values? Can I do it long term? Like mm. spend more attention on, on finding more answers about the process first. Yep. Yeah, if we obsessed over the process more than the result, the the result would come, yeah. and then it would mm. be actually something that we can you know fully control. And <laughs> I was sorry, oh, I was going to say I just had this vision. You know how people post befores and afters to sell a challenge. Like you never see what you actually have to do. Like weigh your food, fucking like you never on people's news feeds. It's not here's the scales with my food cut up on it weighing it. Like you don't yeah. see that. You no. don't see the my fitness pal open. You don't see mm. the reps hardly. Like yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Mm. People can also look sexy. exactly the same and have a complete transformation in their life in some way. And I yeah. think that that's often missed as well. It's like people just think it's you know, well, do they look better? And you see this a lot with like, you know, the before and after and the after, like as society would deem looks worse, but then they Mm. talk about their own transformation that's happened. Well, I've had a kid, you know, like, or I've had these amazing things that have happened to me. And I was thinking about this the other day. If I could have the body without training, would I train? And the answer is yes, of course Mm. I would, because I love Mm. training. I don't Mm. do it to actually build a body. It's like, sure, that's a great result, but like I love the training and to be honest like even if the the training didn't yield any results I would still train Mm. it's like as a kid you play sport just to get up and about and run around it's like we need ways to expend our energy improve our mental health and Mm. yeah that's interesting so if you could have the body without training you would still train. Yeah, good. And that's how you know you're doing it well. If we've got people, like you have people thinking, oh, I should start at the gym or this and that. Well, no, maybe play a sport instead. Like not everyone has to go to the gym. If you don't like it, don't do it. 100% movement, like just movement. 
just move. There's so many ways to move your body and there's so many different sports and entry levels. And, you know, we've both been through lots of different styles. It's just about finding the one that works. Yeah, for sure. For Mm. sure. Um, Okay. Social media. Well, we did touch on that a little bit, but I feel like it could be an episode in itself almost. Um, I feel like we always say that, but there was a couple (laughs) of points that um, we already sort of spoke about, but we could probably skim over those. One of the things I wanted to talk about was just dealing with negative feedback as well. And I know we mm. have briefly sort of touched on this, but, you know, the bigger your audience and the more influence that you have, the more people in general that you're going to attract. And mm. therefore, you're probably going to get some negative comments. Mm. And that's totally okay. That's something I've been through being like, oh, that's so mean. <laughs> What, Luke? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this comment. Yeah. And, you know, it used to sort of, it's like 105 normal comments and then yeah. this 106th one could derail me. Yeah. And, you know, I think just like even putting that out there, being like, oh, well, you're so confident. It's like, you know, it takes work. It's taken me a long time to learn how to like, ne- like I guess, not emotionally attach myself to negative people or mm. comments as well. Yeah, it's important to have someone to reflect on. I mean, you and I reflect on that sometimes in the odd occasion that comes up. You've got Luke, obviously. We've got people. If something's annoying you, just show mm-hmm. someone else and just show someone that you know is going to have your back anyway and be like, no, they're fucking idiots. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just got to. But then it's also about the content that you put out. Some people mm-hmm. have gained their leadership, quote, unquote, by slamming other people oh. and other methods to the point where they've not actually given any value aside from entertainment, from being a dickhead um or just saying what not to do and it's like well you should spend more time saying what they can do and then you'll have a better result so people that you know talk about controversial topics you're gonna draw people going against your opinion in like Mm. it's gonna happen so if you come a play from a place of being authentic you know just be smart about what you post Mm. um you can you truly believe in what you post you're less likely to attract it. I'm not going to say that it's never going to happen because, you know, you're always going to have people that think differently or get triggered by what you do and what you say. Um, But, yeah, a lot of people don't post for that reason. And it's sad because what I say is, well, you know, imagine all the people that you could help. It's Mm. a disservice if you don't post your knowledge. And that to me once. I did. It's (laughs) a disservice. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I I freaking remember. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people like that is again. I think it has to go with your value as well. Like there's there's certain things I see. I'm like, oh, like what is that? Like, Mm -hmm. but then I sort of am like, okay, well, how can I educate on a positive way and say, hey, guys, this is the one of the most optimal ways that you could do this. You know, and sort of like sharing my opinion rather than like pushing other people down. Yeah, again, like people that are seeing that sort of content, if I can put it out in a way that's understandable and follows all those things that we've talked about, it's doing its job. Like I'm I'm not working there to be right. You know, I'm just aiming to get it right, like what we sort of said. Mm -hmm. Um, But, for example, and I think everyone knows, like James Smith, he he puts a lot of debate out on Mm -hmm. on social media platforms and that sort of works for him. You know, it works for him. It's It's authentic. To him if I did that if I made like if I made a video like that yeah could you imagine people would be so confused I'd be like Sherelle that's not like you yeah I'd be like, he's I created know that brand um, <laughs> I'm having a bad day yeah, so yeah he's created <laughs> that brand off. based on that but like 
when I look at his staff, not that I'm that person, but if I was a keyboard warrior, you would yep. put something you on attack there. attack it. Because A, he looks like he'd be able to handle it and B, it looks like he kind of <laughs> wants that anyway. So you kind of get revved up and you would do it if you're, yeah. Yeah. But, and that's, but, that's, his but that's his strategy. Business. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people look at engagement as engagement. And I think as well, like, that if you went through the comments on that, you'd see a lot more negative ones um, than probably what you'd see on someone who's putting out positivity into the world. And mm-hmm. that's neither good nor bad. That's just the, the fact of the is. way that you put out the content. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's super successful and loves what he does. So that's a win. Good on you. Yeah. Yeah, mm, stepping into the arena. A lot yes. of people, again, ever since we we put that out there and really reiterated that point, I see it all the time. And if someone tries to, you know, say a comment about someone, because it does, human nature, people talk. Mm. In my head, I'm, I'm just like, Elisa's stepping into the arena. Yep. What are you my, bloody that, doing, mate? You're yep, sitting on your fine. couch on Instagram talking shit. <laughs> you know, it's like, seriously, yeah. don't bag people for putting themselves out there. No, yeah, I completely agree. Like sometimes you're like, good for you, mm-hmm. you know, like good for you. Even if someone puts out something, I'm like, it's not quite right. But look, yeah, you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I think yeah. that's, that was me. You know, we've all, all done it. Us, we have both put shit out that we don't agree with now. That mm-hmm. is the evolution of actually leveling up. You yeah, know, man. If, if you're doing it right, you should be changing your opinion. That's right, because things do change. But then as a tip of what I say for some of the um, coaches that I mentor that want to, you know, build their profile, just start by posting something that you know you can't stuff up. Mm-hmm. Just something easy that you know is correct. Just start with that. Yeah. And then yeah. build upon it. You don't yeah. have to be at our at our um level. I'm not gonna say level, we're not on different levels, but at our point where we're, you know, making up new exercises. You know, we always make up new sequences now because we've done it that long enough that we can play around with the biomechanics and do stuff like that, or we can talk a little bit about science and things, but you know, people still want simple content. And you see a lot of people going backwards and now, you know, just teaching a, a lap pull down again. And th- every now and then I just pop up an exercise that's very basic. And that's great yeah. too. Like yeah. it's not all about being super complicated with everything. So mm. yeah, yeah, just remember who your market is and your niche. Absolutely. I think mm. the basics aren't promoted enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like normal who movement patterns aren't. Everyone's mm. looking for the next shiny thing. And yeah. it's sort of like, well, you know, 95% of my program is the basics. Actually. It has to be, like, otherwise it's a shit program. Exactly. Like there might mm. be a little bit of something sprinkled in there and some sort of rest, pause, drop set, or but major, like majority of the time it's just like progressive overload, getting yep. stronger, like technique, consistency, yep. all the boring shit that mm. doesn't sell is what you have to do. <laughs> yeah. Um the best bodybuilders in the world, and I always hear this from the guys at the gym, and because they don't really follow like programming to that level, and yeah. um, they're like, "Did um, you know Arnold didn't do his quarter reps this that and all that?" Like it is very different if you're talking yeah. natural versus non-natural athletes and all that. But then you do have to remember, it's not the worst thing in the world if you don't have a super fancy ass program. You no. can have three exercises and dominate. Mm. 
Yeah. So again, there's a lot in it, but refer back to our programming episode, please, just so we're yeah. not here for another three hours. <laughs> there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of bodybuilders who yeah, who don't follow programs. Mm. Um and they just go in and they go for the burn and they wing it and they whatever. But like what you said, pharmacology, huge. They're huge all in wheelchairs. Like you want to anyway. stimulate a muscle, their protein synthesis is like fifteen thousand times more than ours. Yeah, so yeah. Anything they pick and up. They live to fifty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they pick up a dumbbell and they're going to get some hypertrophy from yeah. it. Oh, uh, so but good. yeah, yeah, no, let's not even go down. We that won't path. go down that path, but um, it depends. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Imitation. Oh. <laughs> it's flattering, right? Like I think, I think <laughs> I, there's a difference between imitation and role modeling, uh-huh. right? Like you can see something and like love it and like be inspired by it and like be like, that is a great concept. That is a great exercise. That is, that is a great point. Mm. I want to put this information out to the universe as well. And that's, that's amazing. That's as role models and leaders. That is our goal, isn't Mm. it? Like it's to sort of inspire, educate and like lead the way. That's what we want to do, but then never lose sight of like what makes you you and authentic to yourself you we can always put our own spin on things and like you know when you see something like I don't know where I saw that we're influenced by everything continuously Um, and I think just really owning your craft rather than being too influenced um, influencing or sorry I should say imitating rather than sort of being authentic and how you perceive that is a big mistake that I see time and time again and I will add We've definitely been there, Danny, right? I feel like a lot of us get trapped in that professional photo shoots, like that sort of realm for consistent content, thinking that that's the right thing to do. Now mm. it's like a sprinkle, you know, yep. like oh, it's, just it's throw got... one in for the ego. <laughs> throw <laughs> one in for the ego because we all love a shoot. Of course. Um, but yeah, again, just leaning into what makes you you. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's so nice to be able to learn from other people and then share content and things like that. But just have your point of difference because people see the original and then they see yours. And if it's exactly the same, you will lose credibility. So back yourself. It's okay. Or just tag the person. Yeah, reference. Reference because it makes you look like you've put in the work to actually study and learn and and grow as well. So, you know, in uni, you have to reference your work where you got it from a paper. It's on this. It should be the same on Instagram. It adds to your credibility. So use reference and people love it. People Mm. love when they're exercised, like they get tagged in things and then they will reshare it and then you get more followers. So Mm. it's so much smarter to Mm. actually reference where you get your uh, information. Yeah, it's a win-win. And look, if you win, when people copy other people, it's never, ever received the same way as well because Mm. it's inauthentic to your message. It's sort of like someone that you're speaking a different language now. And I think it's just important to remember that whilst the words might sound good, they're not your words. Yeah, yeah. You have to feel the words that you're putting on social media and it has to align with where you are at your point of your journey. Otherwise, you're going to hit brick walls Mm. and you'll never actually develop to a point where you can come up with your own content. So Mm. enjoy it, guys. It's okay. Um, it, it, it is out there and this is kind of our little bantery way of sort of going about it, but it is what it is. Mm, um, yeah. yeah. Reference yeah. and learn. All good. 
The last thing I wanted to sort of say, oh, in regards to social media as well, was just actually two things about the buying the followers sort of thing. Oh, do people like, still do? I remember we that was like a year ago thing, like five years ago, no, wasn't it? I'm pretty people sure still people do it? still do it. The bots. The bots I are just lingering. Think, I just think it is so stupid. When you can't do it now, do man. that. No. Nah. One, when people lose their accounts, I think, well, where have you put your password? That's the first thing I think. When people get their accounts hacked, I go, look, why wouldn't they just hack Michael Jordan? Like, why are they hacking? Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? I'm like, you would hack Michael Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Anyways, and I I say this from a place of love, but like, you look like an idiot because people can (laughs) tell. You can tell because you don't like you have X amount of um, likes or whatever, but you can't buy views on your reels and your IGTV. I just think, don't fucking buy anything. It don't actually goes against your save message. Your, and save your pennies. Save your pennies. But more importantly, right? If you've brought freaking a hundred thousand followers, right, God. and you get your Instagram actually the algorithm works by the percentage of your followers to how many engage with your post. So mm. if Instagram goes, oh, you got 100,000 followers, but three people commented on your post, well, this yeah. can't be very good content, so I'm not going to show anyone. Oh, That's you're what it right. Does. But yep. like if, if the more engagement that you have on a post, the more likely it's going to come up and explore or pop up in people's news feeds and things like that, mm. the more the – and then, you know, it's just a cycle. So I just think if you're – if your goal is to build a business or a brand as well, specifically on social media and you're buying followers, you sort of shooting yourself in the foot for the long run. Yeah. Yeah. And companies don't look at that, um, at the amount of followers anymore. They look at the engagement because they are aware of that. So yeah, not only does it screw up the algorithm, companies would be less likely to work with you. And then you don't actually have that feedback on which content people like seeing from you and yeah. which they don't. Yeah. So it blurs that as well because it's not about how many followers you have, which we've said before. It's about the quality of followers. Will they be engaging? 100%. Will they, um, you know, come to your events or, you know, follow along what you're selling and things like that? Mm. Someone mm. from overseas who just wants to perv on you or who's a bot, yeah. useless. Yeah, exactly. Remember when there was that phase where people would just comment the roses or like, um, like, I don't know, like, I reckon there's been a creep filter. There's less creeps. Like you know, you'd post something and you'd get all the roses or my beautiful. Don't know. Do you don't remember that? No, but every now and then, <laughs> right. If a post hits explore for me, I'll get like these weird comments where it's like such and such made me earn $20,000. Oh God. What are they? Yeah. Have you seen those? Or share it on blah, blah, blah. Yeah, That's the new them. one. What? Yeah. I'm like, who the? And I sometimes I respond to them I'm like, no, they didn't. <laughs> I'll just be like, radio. One time, yeah, makes your engagement go up. Oh, I'm just like fucking delete. What is this delete. shit? Like, it's yeah. really big and long. I don't like yeah. them. They, I'm like, I don't even want anyone to click on your profile. Actually, you're right. Delete. Yeah, they. I remember there used to be all the the bots um in the Q and A box. They got yes. rid of that though. Yeah. Yeah, it I just changes. That. People find different ways to create bots in different things. Yeah. They get in there. They the last in. thing um, that I wanted to sort of bring to awareness for social media is all these business coaches that are popping up on social oh, media and like branding and stuff like that. What? Yeah, there's a lot. Wait, there's is this a, a good lot. or a bad thing? I'm just saying it's something to be really careful of. Yeah. 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 
I think, um, you know, the, I guess the, the functionality of the way Instagram's changing with reels and those sorts of things as well allows mm. more people to be able to, you know, get exposure and sort of, you know, sell stuff and use it, right? Like Instagram, you know, it's best it's becoming a marketing tool for a lot of things mm, and people and which is fine. I just think when it, when people are t- selling you strategies and being like, look, this is how you earn a million dollars or this is how mm, you gain mm. a thousand followers today or blah, blah, mm. blah, or, you know, I'll build your business or whatever. Mm. I really just do your research. Just yep. really, really do your research. You know, sometimes I'll see people like being like, yeah, I'm a social media like expert. And you click on, you've got 5,000 followers. I'm like, I just don't understand. That grinds my gears. Yeah. Well, they're putting in a bio six-figure business. It's like, fuck me. Where's the ego reward? Because you win. Yeah, like true business. You know who, like some of our really good friends, that's why they have successful businesses. That's who I want my business advice from. I look at them running their business because anyone who has an incredible business probably wouldn't really have time to business coach I don't know I'm not going to slam people just be mindful mm, Again, yes. back to our it, it, it's the same it could be a nutrition coach could be a business coach it could be I don't know a hairdresser you have to look at what mm. they're doing yeah. do they align with what you want and mm. do they actually practice what they preach yeah. then get advice from them yeah what are they yeah really? what are they what what result are they selling to you and what mm. process are they trying to cut out of that equation yeah nine times out of the ten they're just giving you a quick fix it's absolute bs and you know a lot of business coaches are really good at business so they're really good they'll get you on a sales call they'll sell you mm. you know and i think it's just really important it's just something that i've noticed really trending at the moment um and there's I've a lot of I've, online work happening a lot yeah. of new online work that's yeah, why yeah yeah. Mm. And it's sort of like a low entry point as well. Like you don't need to have a six figure business to put that in your bio. And I just think it just needs to come with that level of awareness and caution um, because I have had friends sucked into traps like that. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Yeah. And it's so unfortunate. It's not fair. It's not fair to be manipulated again to be power. Yeah, but mm. at the end of the day, it goes both ways. People need to take ownership and be a bit smart on um, on these things, and I suppose that's why we talk about it. From experience, mm. I've been sucked into courses before that, mm. you know, the sales pitch got me, and before I knew it, I was handing over thousands of dollars, and you live yeah. and you learn. Mm. It is what it is, but just be a little bit wiser with those things. But the underlying thing is look at that person. Use social media to stalk them for a while. I mean, people stalk our podcast for ages before they reach out. Say, do I like I'm with this person does this person have what I what I want and then okay cool I want to learn their methods mm. they're not practicing yeah. what they preach don't get advice mm. yeah people on average have five or six encounters before they make a purchase mm. which is because we it just again trust like yeah. you know you need to establish that trust but just something I really wanted to sort of mention because I just noticed it so much more and I'm like oh you know I can see how it'd be easy to be sucked in when you've done courses that perhaps you wouldn't do again in the past. What was it for you? Was it the actual sales call or was it like the, I guess the, the outcome focus? I just didn't get value from it. Yeah. They're very good at sales, but then didn't live up to the expectation. Yeah. 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 There was a lot of bells and shiny whistles. Yeah. Shiny whistles, whistles and shiny. I don't, I don't even shiny know. Shiny whistles, was, I think that's shiny, right. I can't remember now. Um, yeah. yeah, but then there was no value in the course. So as yeah. a business owner as well, yes, spend a lot of time on marketing sales and all that. That's fine. We all have to do it. But then don't get caught up in 
getting more clients if mm. the quality of your business is suffering. Yeah. Okay? Everyone's worried about the followers they don't have as well. It's the same thing. Yes. Yeah, that's the same thing. Take care of the ones that you do have mm. for sure because they'll buy more products, they'll tell their friends about you, like it will grow that way. And you'll feel good because you're actually delivering a good service, yeah. an excellent service. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Are we going to keep going or are we can't? Oh, God, we go forever. I think that's enough. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's enough. I hope, I I'm hope hungry. everyone's so <laughs> I need lunch. I hope everyone's still with us. Um, but if you did enjoy the episode, make sure again you just screenshot, tag us, share it on your story, and let us know what you think um, about this episode. You know, mm. we didn't really touch on fitness or health much, so it'd be really good to hear from you guys um, and get some input. Yeah, and thanks for the amazing uh, reviews as well that you guys have been leaving on uh, iTunes. So that's Mm. really cool. So we'd love more of those, please. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, everyone. everyone.